today to This Needs to Be Said, TNTBS, and I am your host, Catherine Waddell. There is such a need for people to be able to be truthful today. We've been tactful all around the world, and in the midst of that, trying to fit in so we conform, we want to be accepted. Then one day you ask yourself, what is my truth? While digging through a lot of baggage, gathered from wanting to belong somewhere and not sure what you believe, there's a crying out for all those things that should be said that are not being said. No longer will we pretend that there are no issues to address or that we are only going to talk about certain ones. This show, coupled with our blog site and our website, will be the beginning of you finding your way. There is an elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. You were thinking it. We're going to talk about it. Thank you so much for joining us today. This needs to be said. There is an elephant in the room. Today's elephant is about business. This is our monthly business roundtable discussion, and we have a couple of people that are going to come and talk to you about their industry, and they're going to talk to you about some of the good, the bad, and the ugly about that particular industry. Get your pen and paper out because what is common in all business is simply that, business filing taxes, making sure your structure is correct, um, how do you deal with customers, and the list could go on, and it does go on. And you're going to get to hear from some individuals as they share from their industries about those things that happen. And you can learn from it. Even if this industry that we talk about, our first one up is fashion, if that is not your industry, there are still some things that you can take away from this to use in your industry. But especially if you're thinking of fashion, you want to have a keen ear to what's going to be said today. All right? We're going to take a short break, give you time to get your pen and paper out. Class is in session. We'll be right back. Everyone likes free stuff, right? 
What if you could access a directory full of free stuff like magazine subscriptions, ebooks, video e-courses, business consultations, online memberships, and so much more? You know, stuff like that. Deciding to become an entrepreneur is tough enough, so why not use free tools and resources to help you on your journey? Grab your piece of the free stuff at www.project-push.org. Then click on the free stuff link near the top to get started. www.project-push.org. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels? Then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043. Get, get, get JDSCertified.com. Turn it up on me. Max Arsenal. Make me feel good now. Yes, you do, girl. Listen. Got my bottle in my guitar, too. Going to the club, see what I can do. I feel so good. Yeah. I wanna rock all night long. I love 
Thank you so much for tuning in today as we have our business roundtable discussion. At this time, we have Tina Cannon-Dixon, and she is the founder of JadedKisses.com. You definitely want to stay tuned, but go out and check out her website while we're talking. She's going to share with us why she started her business, her passion behind it, and we're going to get a little personal too because we want to know the person behind the business as well. Not only is she going to share with us the business, why she started, but we're going to talk about some generic business stuff. So keep your pen and paper out like I've been urging you so much to do. Tina, welcome to This Needs to Be Said. Hello, how are you? I'm wonderful. Listen, introduce yourself to the audience. Um, let's get all let's get all the stuff out all about you, and then we'll begin with our questions after that. Hello, guys. I am Tina Dixon. I am a mom. I'm ex-military. I am just an ordinary girl, I guess. I started my business a few years ago, which is Jada Kisses Design, out of necessity. Um, when I buy my clothes, I always found that my pants never fit in my waist. So I would always, no matter how much I spent, I would always end up with pants with like this huge buckle in the back that didn't work with belts, didn't work with anything. So I decided to learn how to sew for myself. Um, I don't know. What else you want to know? <laughs> well, I mean, that's a good start. You started out of necessity, but did you already know how to sew? Did you already have a passion for fashion? Like, because for me, I've... I have not tried to fix that situation. I just figured, well, there's no pants to give me a butt, you know. So I just kind of suffered through it. So out of a need, but then you turned it into a business. So, I mean, I see it for you, but how did you in turn say, wait a minute, this could work for me to make money and this could work on other people. So get us into that. And with you being a mom, and you said you're married as well? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, definitely when you spring it on your spouse, how do they feel about this new business? Um, well, with starting where I was, there wasn't in Alaska. There were no design programs. And I was kind of laying in my bed and was like, you know what? I've always had an eye for fashion, as far as picking out clothes for myself, friends, or whatever, since I was a little girl. Um, uh-huh. But I just never knew how to sew. Nobody in my family knew how to sew. Everyone was blue collar workers, but sewing was never it. My dad was a mechanic. My uncles were military, and they did mechanic work, so they were hands on with cars or military. That was really my two options, military uh-huh. and car. So I went to the military, and, you know, I always would be interested in fashion week and how colors come together and how to, you know, make the make my body look together when it's really not. And uh-huh. um, I just I presented my husband with it one day, like, you know what, I'm going to start my own sewing. I'm going to start my own design line. I didn't know how to sew. Didn't even know how to do a raggedy hem. I just was like, you know what, this is what I want to do. There's nothing in the market for me. There are no jeans that fit me, so I'm going to go ahead and buy myself for myself. Uh-huh. And we moved from Alaska to Houston, and Houston just so happens to have several design programs. So I started school kind of just to figure out how to do darts. It was like, okay, I want to learn how to do a dart, and then I'm just going to go back to whatever my job is. But the more I so you're going to end up how to do, what was that called? It's a dart? Dart. Mm-hmm. It's taken in that excess fabric, which causes that extra that's in the back of your pants. Uh-huh. You well, in the back of some people's kiss. pants, I don't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's called a dart, and okay. I learned how to do that. And then as for every class that I took, I got more interested in, hey, this could be an actual career. Like, I could actually, I could actually do this. 
I, I enrolled in a few more classes. A few more classes turned into full-time, full-load schedule, and then I volunteered with this group called Fashion Group International in Houston. And there, uh-huh. anything that's fashion-related, they have something there. It's a networking group, and I interned as a student. So any events that they had, any big people that they had coming through, we would always know about it first, and we would get to see everything as a student. So I joined that. I interned for a couple of stylists and designers in Houston, and I just to learn more about, you know, what do people do once they leave school, because school teaches you the technical stuff, but they did for the program that I was in, it didn't teach us how to price or where, you know, where can we get fabric other than right here around the corner. Like if I wanted something really uh-huh. nice, where did I get um and how to price it, or if I wanted a whole bunch, like a bunch of yards, maybe 100 yards or something. They didn't teach us that. They just said, here's how to sew. Here's what you do. Okay, be on class on time. All right, bye. So I got into some people that were already working, and they pretty much showed me the road. Some of it was good. Now, you, some said, of it was you said a whole lot in that, and I want people to make sure they got that. You, you got it in your head, okay, this is a problem that I'm having um, with my clothes. I'm going to fix that. You have to find your market for who else is having this problem. So your target audience was right there in, you know, within you. And with all of our businesses, it's that way. When I started This Needs to Be Said, when I started Dreams Open Support Network, it was because, one, with the elephant in the room, there's lots of times there's an elephant in the room, people aren't talking about it. With Dreams Over Support Network, you don't have the support you need in business. And it was just because that's what I felt at the time. And as you continue doing what you're doing, you find, oh, other people were having this problem. They just kind of went with it and kind of dealt with it. And you said how to make your body, you know, look together when it's not. And that's optimal because I, I look crazy a lot of times. I'm sure I've gone out of the house a million times, if not a million and one, looking like a square. And I could have avoided that had I had you in my life sooner. Um, But you also said something about interning. And interning, people may think, well, I'm not 18 anymore, Catherine. Um, Tina, I'm not 18. But still, as I'm about to turn 40 in a few months, I still intern. That is one of the Mm -hmm. best ways to get involved in the industry and learn the ins and outs. They're going to ask you to hold a stack of papers. Don't just hold the papers. Read what you're holding. Um, They're going to ask you to attend meetings. They're going to ask you to help them with their social media marketing. They're going to ask you, what are your expertise? What can you bring to the table? While they're doing all of that, pay attention because there's going to be conversations that are not officially saying, hey, class is in session, but you better be paying attention because these Mm -hmm. things are going to help you in your business. So you said something key there. Pay attention in the internships. And then I hear as you're talking that there's a hunger well. I need this, and they didn't show us this, and how do I get that information? And instead of you saying, well, I guess this isn't really what I'm supposed to be doing or this isn't for me, you positioned yourself. You found the place where you could get the answer. You kept seeking that. In business, I want people to understand when you're in business, the learning does not stop. You don't say, oh, I know everything I need to know. I started a business, and you never have to go back out again. Things change, whether it's fashion, whether it's marketing, whether it's media, whether it's supporting someone in their business, coaching. Whatever your business service product program is, there's a new wave that comes out, or it's one that comes back around. There's a cycle. So you said a mouthful right there. Oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm like taking notes always, always taking notes. And I just didn't want people to miss that. Because you were saying it, you know, going through the motions, I'm like, that's a step, that's a step. And they need to really pull that out. Whatever industry you're in, you need to pay attention to that. Question for you. Now, with that being said, you seem to position yourself, taking the right classes, being around the right people, the right circle of influence. 
for your industry, specifically for fashion, how difficult are you finding or had you found it to really break into getting where you want to be? Was it easy? Was it hard? Was it moderate? Let's talk about that. It was hard and tough. Um, One, (laughs) I'm black, you know, and most people say, well, that's not a problem. You're black? I'm black. Girl, yes, I am boo dark. But, wow. um, wow. (laughs) you know, I'm African-American. I have locks. So, you know, all the stigmatisms that go with fashion and the stigmatisms that go with locks don't necessarily go with, you know, go together. So there are people that didn't want to work with me because I had locks, or even before, there were people that didn't truly didn't want to work with me because, oh, we're in the same area, whether we have the same target market or niche or not. There are people like, oh, I can't work with you. I need your help. Oh, I love your ideas. I love how you sketch design. They love everything except for the fact that we were in the same market. Or in uh-huh. other cases, I had a, you know I had an internship where I'm supposed to be learning something, and I'm and I'm not learning anything. Like they're learning from me. And I'm, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm I'm dead tired. I'm working on your your things. I'm working on your fashion show. I'm working on your things, and you're sitting down watching movies. Like there, some internships don't give you something to learn. And I uh-huh. wanted it so bad. Like I'm thinking, like if I keep sewing on this, you know, this collection, if I keep doing the stuff that this lady is telling me to do, I'll I'll get. She'll teach me something. Six months go by, I'm exhausted, I'm still taking classes, I have children, a husband, a household to take care of, and I've learned absolutely nothing. So uh, I'm like, and all I could do was just shut that up to experience. Before you say yes to an internship, you need to have in writing what you're going to learn. Because some people just uh-huh. like the free help. Free help means, wow. oh, well, I'm going to have them do whatever I want them to do. They don't, you know, they'll get credit, and if you don't do what they say, you don't get the full credit. So not only do you have to please that person, but you're supposed to get something in exchange. And my first internship, I didn't get any of that. Well, I like that. Put it in writing what you You have to have some goals there other than getting school credit. And don't limit yourself just to um, – not just. I'm not talking um, specifically to you, Tina, to the audience. I'm saying – even whether you're in school or not, so don't say, well, I can't do an internship. I'm not taking college classes. Yes, you can because people oftentimes will, especially if they don't want to pay somebody to do some of the work and you come in and say, listen, I'll volunteer. I'll do an internship. Do you have the space? Yes, but I like what you said. love what you said. Put it in writing what the goals are. What are you learning? What are you seeking to learn? Listen, I'm coming here because I want to learn this, 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 and this. Can you help me? Will that be something I can learn in the hours that I'm going to do with you? And that's something to put up front, and you may find that you have to look a couple of places. They may say, oh, we absolutely can do that, or no, we don't do that here. You can get your answers up front, and you may want to say, well, what is it that I could learn here, and that could that could help you too, because some stuff we don't know to ask for. But that's something that almost seemed like a no-brainer, but I'm glad you said it and didn't leave the assumption there that they're going to go do this internship and they're absolutely going to learn what they want. Get it in writing. That's really good. Tina, let's do this. Okay. Let's take a short break and come back. Okay. Oh, say what you're going to say real quick, and then we'll take a break. Go ahead. A lot of the stuff I didn't know because my my background is military, medical. Like, that's my background. So coming to fashion, I'm literally green. Like, I don't know anything other than I know how to put pieces together. So a lot of the things that I learned along the way, making sure you have your contract in place, making sure you write down your hours as well as what they're writing down because you want everything to match. Everybody's not uh-huh. honest. So you have to always cover your behind. Wow. 
All right, we're going to take a short break right there. Definitely got to know to protect yourself, but when you don't know what you don't know, you learn these lessons, but you want to tune in to our monthly sessions when we're talking about business. These tips are things that you can use right away. We'll be right back. Everyone likes free stuff, right? What if you could access a directory full of free stuff like magazine subscriptions, ebooks, video e-courses, business consultations, online memberships, and so much more? You know, stuff like that. Deciding to become an entrepreneur is tough enough, so why not use free tools and resources to help you on your journey? Grab your piece of the free stuff at www.project-push.org. Then click on the free stuff link near the top to get started. www.project.org hyphenpush.org. Let Brighton Travel help you with your getaway vacation or cruise. We're a full-service agency, so we specialize in honeymoons, hotel, air, and car rental as well. Call today at 704-491-3528, or you can reach us on the web at brightontravel.com. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels? Then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043. Has anyone ever told you that you should put your story in a book? Do you have a passion for a well-put-together story? Either of these scenarios will make for a great book, but if no one knows it exists, it doesn't matter. Having a great story but failing to properly market it will leave you feeling defeated. Book Marketing 101 with Angel B is the solution. She offers answers to your questions in her latest three-step video e-course. It takes you from step one of pen to paper all the way up to getting the word out about your bestseller. Check out the website at www.bit.ly forward slash angel be booked today. For more details, start your e-course immediately in the comfort of your home. Go to www.bit.ly forward slash angel B book and start spreading the news. Friday night at a new time. 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Let's just talk.
Have you ever wanted to feel more balanced? Do you wish you felt complete and whole? Do you want to be well organized and grounded? More joyful and less stressed? Would you like to have a positive outlook on life, which will in turn enable you to feel empowered? Then join us at www.metothepowerofwe.com where you will be inspired and stretched to become a better you and to discover your personal journey to greatness because together is better. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear or pain or loss or disappointment. And yet each of us has awakened, arisen, uh, somehow made our ablution, seen other human beings, and said, Morning, how are you? Find thanks in you. It's amazing. Wherever that abides in the human being, there is the nobleness of the human spirit, despite it all, black and white. Asian, Spanish, Native American, pretty, plain, thin, fat, vowed or celibate, we rise. No. Oh. 
Thank you so much for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said, and that was Phenomenal Woman by Miss Maya Angelou, the late Dr. Maya Angelou. That was not her singing, of course. I don't do not know someone inboxed me, um, but I wanted to share that, and I continue to share that throughout the show um, each day. So I hope you guys have enjoyed that. Today, some, for some reason, that really, really, really resonated with me. So I'll try to keep it together. We're going to continue our interview with Ms. Tina Dixon of jadedkisses.com. Go out and check out her website. Tina, let's talk about some of your services. Let's talk about what you've grown into. You've gotten past um, adjusting your clothes, for, you know, to fit you, um, and you found other people who needed what you offered. So let's talk about that and the services that you offered. What can people expect when they come to you? When people come to me, I take them through the whole process. I show them I show them everything that they need to know from their body shape, their skin tone, colors that work for them. And from there, I go help them with the closet analysis. The closet usually is the biggest thing because as women, we pick up things, oh, this is cute, or this is in my budget, or I like this, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it works for their body shape. So I go Uh-oh. through their closet with them, and I say, okay, this is your body shape. These are the things that work for you. These are the patterns that will work for you. If you're, you know, if you're more of a triangle shape, you have broad shoulders, a bigger bust, then certain patterns will work against you and either make you look larger or make you look more fun for us. And, if you, and it's for the women that I work with, they're entrepreneurs. So the last thing that they want is to look off in any kind of way because people see you first before they hear anything that you have to say. And if you look tacky, people don't listen to you. So we go through the closet, take out all the noise, all the things that don't work for their bodies, and then I teach them how to, what pieces work, how to look for them, how to shop for bras, underwear, jeans, jeans that will work for their shape, their size, the things that they do in life. After we take care of the closet and the shoes and accessories, we go shopping for the pieces that we need. So if they're missing something, we pick it up. And they, they have me right there with them to say, hey, well, what about this? I don't really like this color or... You know, so when they go shopping without me, they can still do it. I also um, fly out. I have clients in Atlanta, Houston, New Orleans, and sometimes I fly out and I'll just pull the clothes for them and say, okay, they have a meeting. I'll just pull out the look, and they take what they want, wear it to their event, so they don't even have to shop because now I know what they like, what works with their body. I'll also personal shop for them. And for the people that are doing it themselves, like do it the DIY crowd, sometimes they just need a consultation. Well, hey, what works for me? Tell me what works for me. I send them style boards. I also have a subscription where they can actually subscribe and sign up for looks, everything that works for them in a board in their inbox every morning at 6 o'clock. So before they get dressed for the day, they have seven to eight different looks every day for a month or however long for the subscription that they need. I also do custom design. So if it's something that they really want for maybe a wedding and they don't want to look like everyone else, they say, hey, I need a wedding dress, I need this color, here's the idea. We sit around and we play, sketch some things up, and I design whatever they want. So not only do you personal shop, but you custom make clothes for people. Now, you said that you go with them, and I believe you're in Texas, so do you travel? So how do you um, do the personal shopping in the other cities? Let's talk about that a little bit because somebody's wanting to know. I travel, and I also, if it's just a consultation, then I can Skype, and we can actually do some of the things virtually if, if you know, their budget doesn't allow 
for the travel expenses, things like that. So whatever their budget is or whatever they're looking for, I work with them. If you want me to fly out and personally set up your closet before you move, that's something else I do. If you're moving, I pack up your whole closet, go through the things that you don't need, take those out, pack your closet up, and it's all when you get to the house, your closet is already ready. Wow. And a lot of people may think that this is not their budget. This sounds really nice. This sounds like I need to be a, a bajillionaire before I'm able to afford someone to do this for me. So I'm going to have to look tacky until I arrive at that point. Talk to us about how cost-effective this is um, for individuals. And, and do that, um, and you may, have, you may have already been thinking to do it this way, but I would want to emphasize, do it with what we already do. We waste money on clothes that do not complement us, and a lot of times we leave those clothes in the closet. Sometimes we, we may wear something and we're comfortable in it. We don't really look good in it. Talk about how we waste versus the investment we would make um, in using service, your services? Um, my rule of thumb is quality always win over quantity. So a shirt that you get for $2 at TJ Maxx, you're going to have to... You're going to have to replace that more often if you buy a, a quality shirt that's silk, wool, or something like that. So as far as budget, we work with your budget. If you have... But you at least have to have some type of budget. Saying that your budget is $20, well, that we can work with that, but there's also fees for me actually coming out to say, well, this is what we're working with. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And for those who may feel like, oh, I can't bring myself to um, spend the money on the clothes or invest the money in the clothes, I'm going to say this. As a business owner, you said it early on, people are looking at what you're wearing and, and what you look like before they even talk to you. They may talk to you on the phone, and it may be fine. You may have your um, good voice on the phone, but when they see you, that takes a whole lot away from it. So making that investment in um, some key pieces would be great. So, Tina, talk a little bit about what we we should have. If we don't go through the whole closet analysis with you for business to everyday wear to whatever, what are some key pieces that we could have in our wardrobe that can get us started to always stepping out, looking our best, doing business? You need a three-piece suit because you can take the three-piece suit and break it down. Oh, a couple of button-downs, a really nice pair of jeans. You're going to need at least a pair of black patent pair of shoes. Scarves are always handy, cardigans, like different things that you know will work regardless of what you do. It needs to take you from work to play to dinners out. Like it needs to take you across the board. If you have your foundation pieces, you can add your trends or the cool things later, but you have to have your, your foundation pieces down packed or you always feel like you're missing something. Uh-huh. So definitely a three-piece suit definitely because you can take that and break that apart for people that like to wear blazers you can take the blazer from a three-piece suit and add it with different skirts different jeans or different just a, a sundress and that's a totally different look you can take the skirt add it with you know a blouse a button-down shirt and a belt some flats and you're out the door it's not it's not as hard as people make it think make you know as people make it seem it's knowing what you're supposed to have and going from there now, what makes up this three-piece suit? Because I'm thinking of a, I'm thinking of guys when when you say three-piece suit. So, 
Educate me. For for women, the three piece suit is a blazer, slacks, and a skirt. Okay. And and is there any particular like, color that works better? I'm thinking navy to blue. To start and black. out for your basics, navy, black, you can do khaki. But all of those people's pieces are interchangeable, and you can customize it to what you like. Because some people don't like black, but you can still do, uh-huh. you know, other neutral colors. You can do khaki. You can do navy blue. You can do hunter green. But it has to be something that you're going to wear more often than not. Because if you get a hot pink three-piece suit, that does you no good unless you're really, really into pink. That everything you wear is pink, or majority of the things uh-huh. you wear are pink. Uh-huh. So it has everything with get a common color needs to make needs to make sense. It needs to work with how, who you are and your personality and, you know, like the type of job you have. If you work at McDonald's, then you know you need to have a pair of black flats, period. You need right. to have a button-down shirt. You need to have tennis shoes, and that would be different from a person that's doing Fortune 500 meetings. You need, you need to look the part. You need to look tailored. And tailored doesn't mean $1,000. Tailored could mean you went to the thrift store and just had it tailored, you know, tacked up to fish you. So, you know, whatever your budget, there's a way. There's no reason for people to walk around looking raggedy, ever. Because it can be made within your budget. Everything that you want can be made within your budget. There are some people that aren't dressy. Okay, cool. But walking like you just rolled out of bed don't always work because you never know who you're going to meet on the street. Wow. I had someone, they said they are dark-skinned and... They would rather have a different color than black. Ask her about certain color clothing based on skin tones. We talk about that a little bit. Let's actually take a short break and then come back to that question, okay? Okay. Many businesses fail before they are started from the lack of resources or something as simple as not having a plan. We at Dreams Woven Support Network are here to guide you and help you sharpen your vision as you move forward in business. The time is now for you to create the life you want and to leave a legacy that your family can be proud of. To discover just how $8.97 a month will be the best investment you make for your business, we invite you to listen to a free call at www.dreamswovensupportnetwork.org. If you missed the J. Ryle Show, shame on you. Here's what you missed. I was, I was, I was. <laughs> oh, Cheryl, baby. Oh, Cheryl, girl, you know. This makes me feel, this makes me feel something, baby. Yes, baby. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Baby, baby. Oh, Cheryl, baby. I got, I got a spoken word for Cheryl. Cheryl, can I be your ex? That's the name of a girl. Cheryl, baby, can I be your ex? Which means I could be your next lover, baby. I want you to trust me, baby. Come on, baby. Will you be my girlfriend? Say yes. And then break up with me real quick. Say no. And then, baby, so we mean you can do the wild thing, baby. 
I love you, baby. You my girl. But I got to break up with you because you know you rock my world, baby. I want to touch you. I want to feel you, baby. Come and get me. Come and caress me. I am yours, girl. Yeah. Why are you playing, Jay? Oh, yeah, Cheryl. Take that with you, Cheryl, and be blessed, my love. Be blessed. Be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> See what you've been missing? The J. Rouse Show, Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and on Saturday, 5 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on BTR Radio. You are my daydream. 
I get lost in the thought of you. My publisher's clearinghouse check. I subscribe to the hope that you'll be delivered to my door. Make my heart financially secure. I'm tired of paying for past mistakes. You are my winning lottery number. I buy scratch cards and dig through the wall you put over your heart with this hopeless pity. It has a hole where the wish of you has eaten through. Seems pointless, but it's all I have left of you. You are my job interview. I want to work for our love and hope that I've answered all your questions. I know this position comes with benefits. I want to retire in your arms. You are my dust. You are a light fading over a distant horizon, leaving me in darkness. Night is your fear of taking this leap of faith with me. I'll be waiting for dawn. So why are you so happy? I mean, come on over here, sit down. I mean, I, I, I don't understand what's going on. Getting late. What you got to be Beside me, watching, eating, wanting, eating, but I'm afraid you say, don't be, I'm afraid you say, don't, don't be. be, I'm so scared that you hurt me. I wish I had a green thumb. I'd sift through the dirt other men have done. Plant a promise and cover it with my redemption. See, I worked for that. So let it fertilize my commitment to our happiness. Watch me till this fill of dreams. Pick possibilities to weave into the fabric of our understanding. We'll wear work. Make every day our runway. Don't let this moment run away. You see, I look to the sky and wish on a shooting star. Say, please stop running for me. Still into my smile so they can know why I've been thinking of you. Rest of my pupils, North Star. And baby, can you guide my dreams home? Thank you so much for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. We've been talking with Tina Dixon of jadedkisses.com. Go out and check out her site. We've talked a bit about the key pieces that you need to have in your wardrobe. We're going to talk about skin tone. Someone inboxed me with a specific question. They say they have a dark complexion, and they want to know about certain colors based on skin tones, Tina. 
Okay, it depends on whether she has yellow undertones or red undertones. But across the board, good other colors for three-piece suits or foundational pieces, it could be like the eggplant color. That works. You can also use white. Like once you place it against your skin, if it doesn't work for your skin, it'll it'll have your skin look like it's whitewashed. Like um, certain colors that I wear make me look pale. Just because you're dark doesn't mean you can't wear a majority of the colors. You just need to know which one. So even as someone that's darker complexed, you need to know whether when you look at your veins, whether they look more blue or green. If they look green, you have yellow undertones. If they look more blue, you have red undertones. And that makes a difference in which colors you pick for your your foundational pieces. Now, how do you determine what your color is, that undertone color? Look at your wrist. Do it. Does it look more yellow or red? Well, I look yellow all over. See, but some people, you know, between like uh, older people say light bright. Some people are light skinned, but they look more yellow. And then some people are yellow and they look more red. Uh, let's see. An example would be, let's see, Beyonce. She has yellow undertones. And then, and Kelly Rowland also has yellow undertones. Someone who looks more red. Is that is that limited to a fashion eye? No, that's just that's you like you know when you look down, it's just something that you have to get used to looking at. There's a lot of people don't know what their undertones are. They're just like I'm light skinned or I'm dark skinned, but your undertones play a major part in the types of colors that you wear, the type of makeup that you wear, and when you go to makeup shops and they do your makeup, and sometimes it doesn't quite blend, it's because they didn't take into account your undertones. And huh. when they matched you, they didn't do a good job. They really didn't know what they were doing. A person that knows makeup can look at you and say, okay, you're a red undertone, these will work, and they can match you to a T. A person that doesn't have experience, a person that's still learning, you know, those are things that come with time. Huh. You know, I'm sitting here looking at my wrist, and yes, audience, I did say I'm yellow all over. Somebody inboxed me that. <laughs> so, huh. Well, maybe what we can do on another time is if there are people who are brave enough, we can send you photos of us mm-hmm. or they can Skype with you or something like that just to ask some general questions about how, because I'm still sitting here going, oh, well, I'm yellow, I think. But I have heard someone who's done my makeup uh, say something about what your what my color was. I don't remember because I wasn't paying attention because I didn't plan on learning how to do my own makeup. I should have paid attention. So anyway, looking at my wrist, I think I'm yellow. But maybe one of our other times with you on the show, you can take a few, you know, brave souls and, and help us out just a little bit because we have colors that we really like, but they just may not like us. And we don't know what we don't know. We think we look good and why, you know, why aren't I getting more compliments and Here's the reason why. You look like a square, and that color doesn't work well with you. And, you know, so um, lots of lots of questions to ask. But what I want to know, my big question before I let you go, outside of the need, you say, listen, I need to, you know, make clothes fit me to look good because no matter how much shopping I do, getting stuff off the rack doesn't work for me. What is the passion that keeps you in the fashion industry? I love creating. Like, that, that's what keeps it interesting for me. I love to take random, like, sometimes most of my ideas come to me while either I'm asleep or half sleep. 
And I'd be like, oh, this would look really cute. And I sketch it out. And to go from a thought to someone actually walking and wearing it, I love that. So I always want to do more of it. I could never get tired of creating my own stuff because there will never be two of anything that I create unless it's mass produced, which I, I really like doing one of a kind because I don't believe I have. Me or anyone else should always look like. If I walk into the club or to the bank or wherever, I don't want to look like anybody else there. Mm-hmm. I want to be, I, I'm I'm big on being an original. I'm big on being creative. So this was perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, the person did say that they can tell when they're in the sun with their dark chocolate skin that they have a red undertone. And colors that she likes are royal blue, royal purple, red, and yellow. She believes those look really good on her. Do you think that that's um, commonly true, or um, Mm -hmm. are those maybe colors that she likes? Those are colors that she likes and will work well with her skin tone. Now, she has to be a little careful with yellow because sometimes, like, paler yellows or pastel yellows can make her look more washed out. But she can wear yellow and look very pretty in it. Jewel tone is something that I would tell, you know, my darker complexion ladies. Like, if you can't wear, if you don't know what to start with, you know, black is a great color because it's classic and you look cool together. But four would be jewel tones, like colors that you see in nature, reds. And reds come in different shades, so regardless of what your undertones look like, you can still wear it. You know, just you okay. have to know what shades to do. Um, blues, royal blues looks pretty much good on everyone. And then okay. you can take Lupita Nyong'o. You know, she's very dark complexed, and she wore this ice princess Cinderella blue and looked great in it. This is all about uh-huh. what works for you. All right. Okay, well, that's a good start. Give them what colors to start with. It's our plan. You can start just playing with color patterns. You know, get a cheap eye makeup pad from the dollar store and just start playing with colors on your skin and see how it reacts. For me, a lot of colors that I really love, because I'm a MAC girl, I love MAC makeup and Sephora, but bolder colors. But when I put them on my skin, sometimes blues look green because I have a yellow undertone. So if you play around with colors, you can see what works and how it will change on your skin. Some things will work, some things won't. But how will you know if you don't try it? True. So are you up for maybe another, um, maybe in a month or so, we have a few brave souls to connect with you, and then we um, go through making them, you know, helping them pick out their best colors or patterns uh, for their body. Are you up for that? I'm always up for that. Uh, for the summer, I'm doing 100 for your audience only. Um, the first 100 people that call in and say that they heard uh, or listened to your show, I will do a free 15-minute consultation on anything they want to know about their style, their colors, how to design it, how to do style, Okay, a free 15-minute consultation. All right, what I'll get from you for the first um, 100 people who said they heard it on Disney 3 said, Tina, I'm going to have you message me the contact information, and I'll put it on the Facebook fan page as well so they'll have it, okay? All right, works fine. All right. Thank you so much. This was Tina Dixon of JadedKisses.com. Thank you so much for being a part of This Needs to be Said. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome.
going to do right here is get out. Don't stand up, you'll fall for something. You can't do anything if you don't do nothing. Gotta be about it, help us all. Gotta show the world, support us all. Doesn't matter if you're young or old. We'll shine a fly or bold. Make a better place for our living. Looking for an answer On the horizon I hear the sound Of a warrior trying to find a cure Doesn't matter if you're young or old We'll shine a fly or bold Make a better place for our living
Everyone likes free stuff, right? What if you could access a directory full of free stuff like magazine subscriptions, ebooks, video e-courses, business consultations, online memberships, and so much more? You know, stuff like that. Deciding to become an entrepreneur is tough enough, so why not use free tools and resources to help you on your journey? Grab your piece of the free stuff at www.project-push.org. Then click on the free stuff link near the top to get started. www.project hyphenpush.org. Dysfunctional families are part of our modern reality just as much as global warming and pollution. Sadly, bullying, peer pressure, and feelings of angst and confusion are also part of how we experience life on a day-to-day basis. Eric Daniel Shine and Teresa A. Gates took all these things and combined them with fantasy-related elements, myths, and legends, thus creating a touching and inspiring story of pain, change, and joy. The Monster Junkies, an American family odyssey, is a heart-touching novel about tolerance and acceptance. The author said that each and every single one of us is a monster junkie because we wear masks on a daily basis, be it at work, in school, or when we hang out with our friends. We must learn to go beyond the surface level, beyond the mask and the labels, and see people for who they really are. The Monster Junkies, an American family odyssey. Being a normal family is a state of mind, is a book geared towards teens, and one we encourage you to go purchase today in the Kindle store for just 99 cents. The book is also available in hardback and paperback. Order your copy today at http colon forward slash forward slash bit.ly forward slash monster junkies. That's M O N S T E R J U N K I E S. Order your copy today. The Monster Junkies, an American Family Odyssey. This portion of This Needs to Be Said is sponsored by Angel Bee Enterprises and the Praise Network of Greensboro. To find out how we can sponsor, promote, and market your business, ministry, or organization, please visit us online at www.angelbarino.com or www.bit.ly forward slash the praise network. Thank you so much for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. There is an elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. Today is our business round table. We talk with Tina Dixon of JadedKisses.com, and now we're going to talk with Debbie Wilson, who is a multi-award winning country and gospel artist that has recorded numerous albums and is releasing now her first official international country album, 
called Life Changing. You'll have an opportunity to go out to her website. I'm going to post the information on the TNTBS talk show fan page. But before we get into her website, we want to get into who she is and her passion behind the music. And, of course, we'll get a couple of business questions in there. So those of you who are in the music industry, she's going to be a great one to tune into. And business in general, we can always learn something. At this time, I'm welcoming Ms. Debbie Wilson to the show. How are you? Hello there, everybody. I want you to introduce yourself. Tell us about you. Tell us about your love for the music that you do. Why did you pick that genre, or or did it pick you? Um, just get us inside your story. Okay. Well, first of all, again, my name is Debbie Wilson. I'm affiliated with CNC Music Group, and I'm uh, from Kentucky, a country gal, so to speak. Um, I have a lot of influences uh, from my childhood on up, and some of the story may sound familiar if you've heard other artists speak about their uh, musical background, but I was uh, exposed to various types of music, one of which definitely was gospel, and there's very, uh, you know, different genres even of gospel music. Thankfully, you know, my mother uh, is a, a, a musician. Um, she was born and raised, I call it, uh, down in the hollers, and it was a, a very soulful uh, type of music um, mixed with bluegrass, if you want to call it, and a lot of mountain music. And I grew up listening to such, uh, you know, talented people uh, in the the 80s, uh, 70s and 80s, because my everybody in my family is older than I am. So I had to listen a lot to what they listened to. And um, being from Kentucky uh, also, you know, I listened to a lot of the old classics uh, from uh, Loretta to Dolly. And, you know, uh, Martina McBride now is one of my favorite in country, but I got a sort of a mixed bag of uh, musical background. And um, when I became closer to God, I just felt that there was a calling for me to start writing uh, gospel music. I wrote my first song when I was seven years old, and I've been writing ever since. And uh, I write clean, secular music um, which varies from a classic type traditional country to really soulful uh, music, and the same thing goes in in the genre of gospel music. Uh, that's part of who I am, and uh, I have children, and I'm married. Um, I own a music theater uh, that I have variety of music in it, and. Um, um, and, of course, I, I do love to travel and, and perform. And I am uh, a singer, songwriter, uh, and performer. Of now, the, being around the music. Okay, being around Pardon? music all that time, um, was, do you feel like that was just a natural thing that was going to happen? Uh, or is there a message that you send through your music and you have to do it through music? How did it come about for you? I mean, I know you grew up around it or you grew up um, with the different genres of music, but what made it pull on you and say, this is 
my life path. I want to take this course, and I'm going to commit to it this way. You know, in some respects, uh, as far as growing up around it, uh, you're right. You may think that you have a tendency to do that. However, I I must have had something instinctive about it. I, my mother told me that, um, you know, when I was only about four years old, I used to get behind our couch and uh, kind of cuddle up to myself and cup my ears, and I would sing to myself because I thought that I, it sounded like a microphone to me. <laughs> and oh, cool. I, <laughs> pardon? I think that's cool. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, and in school, uh, you know, I was just, uh, I was always uh, pointed out and elected to, you know, be the song leader or to sing at various functions. And um, I just almost instinctively knew that I wanted to sing. Uh, And singing and writing is such a powerful communication tool. And uh, when I, like I said before, when I came closer to, to God, I just truly felt that I needed to write and sing about the Lord and communicate in in some of my writings it's a little bit different i always feel like that uh, you can always say something it may be the same message but say it in a different way that touches somebody uh-huh. Uh-huh. um so i'm you know sometimes you just have this gut feeling that this is what i'm supposed to do uh-huh and I've, now, I've never us, doubted it. <laughs> it. It sounds like you haven't. Tell us about your awards because you have to do something, I think, pretty dang on special um, to <laughs> get an award. So let's talk about your awards and what's that like? I, now, one of the things I've always imagined when I see the different awards, first giving honor to God who's the head of my life, I love you too. You know, I've, I've imagined doing that. So was it like that for you? <laughs> well, I tell you. <laughs> let's talk about that. <laughs> I tell you, I remember, uh, the thing of it is, is that growing up, I uh, I never liked contests, so to speak. I kind of just wanted, you know, people either like me or they don't like me. They hear the message or they don't hear the message. It was sort of kind of like that. But as I got older, uh, you know, sometimes you've got to cross that uh, uncomfortable line <laughs> over to the uncomfortable, should I say, you got to get out uh-huh. of your comfort zone. And uh, my producer and my manager uh, both wanted me to, um, you know, they kind of explained to me, you know, life is a contest, period. <laughs> and uh, so there are, you know, that's why we have the CMA Awards and so on and so forth, our Dove Awards. And I kind of gave that a second thought and decided, okay, if this is something that you would like for me to do. So they entered me in uh, one award at the uh, Gospel City Music Showcase. Um, And uh, I decided to, you know, go ahead and do that. I did not have any clue that I would win this award. And I honestly, I was, uh, because I I didn't like contests and I I wasn't in a lot of contests, uh, I always was busy singing, but not in contests. I was always, you know, I was 
singing everywhere that people wanted, you know, uh, musical entertainment, so to speak. And so when I entered this, I just remembered I was laying in the bed the night before the award show. We had already been there about three days, and we, there was a lot of people uh, singing and so on and so forth. And the night before the award, I remember I was, I was talking to God. I said, God, and to, the next day was going to be our last day to sing. I said, Lord, I said, uh, please, I said, I don't care about winning. Just let me... Um, just let me do a good job for you. And, you know, this is not a made-up story. This is, this is true, and I give the Lord all the honor and glory for this. And it was just like this, this voice uh, just inside me said, that's not what I brought you here for. And I almost felt guilty for, you know, God had more for me. And the next night, I'll just tell you, it was... Um, it was just amazing. Uh, when they said Debbie Wilson, uh, you know, as a female soloist of the year in the top spot, it just really, uh, it shocked me. But at the same time, it brought me back to what I felt like the Lord said to me the night before. He had already told so, me. <laughs> so you, so, okay, I'm glad you brought that up because I always thought that the artist, like you know in advance, you're just kind of chilling and cooling your heels there until they actually call your name. So you really, you just know you're in the race, but you don't really know that you're going home with it until they actually call your name? Yes, that's correct. Are you serious? Wow, that, yes, that my stomach would be flip-flopping. I, oh, wow. So, so it, took me, it took me several seconds, and finally uh, my husband at the time, uh, which he shortly passed away after that, he got to see me oh, uh, win this. And um, uh, he uh, he said, "Honey, go on up. They've called your name." So <laughs> you know. Oh, wow. So you're still sitting there after your name is called. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so Whoa. I'm running up there to get get that, and that's how the first the first awards won. And my husband has been passed away about six years, and he was a, a young man uh, in today's standards. And I. Uh, I just recently uh, got remarried. Uh, his name is Daniel, and Yay, um, Daniel. <laughs> and uh, while we were on our honeymoon, and my producer had had put me in some more, uh, uh, you know, I call it contests if you want to call it that, awards uh, shows, so on and so forth, and I had no clue again that uh, because you know I. I'm not 20, uh, I'm not old, I don't consider myself that, but however, the competition, uh, you know, in country and gospel is, uh, we had some very, very talented, beautiful young women and men uh, in, in this, and very talented, and I was just felt so really, truly honored to be in, uh, even in the running with the some of these very talented people and um so i had no clue uh that you know that i would uh, uh place where i did but i did i uh in the tennessee and the georgian uh, uh i call it the nakma awards um uh, uh-huh. they they were uh, i got <laughs> uh, most promising a country entertainer 
of the year. And um, also I won, um, there was four different awards, album of the year, gospel song of the year, gospel CD of the year. Um, two were country, three were gospel, or two were country and two were gospel. And then I went on to the nationals. This was held at Country Tonight. Uh, the first one was held at, uh, I'll step back just a moment, that uh, was held at uh the Country Music, uh, beautiful, beautiful building, Country Music Hall of Fame in Nashville. They were honoring uh, Pam Tillis. Uh, she did a concert, and Little Jimmy Dickens, and Still Magnolias, and it was a it was a big deal. Uh, so when they called my name and I had won four awards and and took some top spots, that was just you know. And then they said you're going to the nationals. So then when I went to the nationals, um, um. Although I live in Kentucky, I was actually representing Tennessee because my my recording label is stationed out of Nashville. And uh, I ended up winning uh, Most Promising country Inter- uh, Female Country Entertainer of the Year. And I took the top spot in uh, called Bible Toting Mama in Gospel. Uh, um, top spot for the best uh, gospel song. And um, also I did, uh, I won the uh, Horizon Award for uh, Country Album of the Year. And these were all songs that I had written. Wow. So I had someone, a... <laughs> I have a, a listener that has um, sent me a question for you. I'd like to take a short break before we get that answer, but I'm going to go ahead and give you the question, okay? Is that all right? Yes, absolutely. They they wanted to know, because they're into music as well, they want to know what your suggestion is for them who want, they want to put out a signal, a sing, single, not a signal, a single, although they're not using the best equipment and not able to add sound effects. So do you, what do you suggest for this person to do? Hold on to that thought. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back, all right? Uh Uh-huh, yes. All right, we're on with Miss Debbie Wilson. Please go out to the TNTBS Talk Show fan page, and you can click on her website link. We'll be right back. Let Brighton Travel help you with your getaway vacation or cruise. We're a full-service agency, so we specialize in honeymoons, hotel, air, and car rental as well. Call today at 704-491-3528, or you can reach us on the web at brightontravel.com. Tune in weekly to Living and Thriving with Rusty, Inspiration on Tap. Rusty explores topics related to mind, body, and soul. For more information, go to her site at RustyMcDonald.com. <laughs> not McDonald like the farmer, or certainly not like the fast food, but more fulfilling than a Happy Meal. Living and Thriving with Rusty, inspiration on tap. Tune in weekly to Living and Thriving with Rusty, life coach, radio talk show host, single mom, and blogger. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, 
but also how healthy it feels, then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043. talk shows do you like to hear one talk sports current news and even share humor and adult jokes then you'll love the Alice Cardinale talk show which airs every Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern blogtalkradio.com forward slash chef Alex talk show is where we're at 347-989-1709 dial 1 let your voice be heard on the Alice Cranelli Talk Show. Have you ever wanted to feel more balanced? Do you wish you felt complete and whole? Do you want to be well organized and grounded? More joyful and less stressed? Would you like to have a positive outlook on life, which will in turn enable you to feel empowered? Then join us at www.metothepowerofwe.com where you will be inspired and stretched to become a better you and to discover your personal journey to greatness because together is better. But I never get a chance to talk. I, have you realized Love. that? I just realized that. Let's just talk. But I never get a chance to talk. Let's just talk radio. <laughs> Join us every Friday night at a new time. 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Let's just talk. Everyone likes free stuff, right? What if you could access a directory full of free stuff like magazine subscriptions, ebooks, video e-courses, business consultations, online memberships, and so much more? You know, stuff like that. Deciding to become an entrepreneur is tough enough, so why not use free tools and resources to help you on your journey? Grab your piece of the free stuff at www.project-push.org. Then click on the free stuff link near the top to get started. www.project Dysfunctional families are part of our modern reality just as much as global warming and pollution. Sadly, bullying, peer pressure, and feelings of angst and confusion are also part of how we experience life on a day-to-day basis. Eric Daniel Shine and Teresa A. Gates 
took all these things and combined them with fantasy-related elements, myths, and legends, thus creating a touching and inspiring story of pain, change, and joy. The Monster Junkies, an American family odyssey, is a heart-touching novel about tolerance and acceptance. The author said that each and every single one of us is a monster junkie because we wear masks on a daily basis, be it at work, in school, or when we hang out with our friends. We must learn to go beyond the surface level, beyond the mask and the labels, and see people for who they really are. The Monster Junkies, an American family odyssey. Being a normal family is a state of mind, is a book geared towards teens, and one we encourage you to go purchase today in the Kindle store for just 99 cents. The book is also available in hardback and paperback. Order your copy today at http colon forward slash forward slash bit dot lee forward slash monster junkies. That's M-O-N-S-T-E-R-J-U-N-K-I-E-S. Order your copy today, The Monster Junkies, an American Family Odyssey. Thank you so much for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. There is an elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. We're talking with Miss Debbie Wilson, who is a country gospel artist. She play, she creates other music as well. Lots of positivity is what flows through her lyrics. What we want to do now before we get into listening to some of her music, which we do have, we had a question before the break. Uh, the question was about someone who's a new in the music industry. They want to put a single out. They don't have the best equipment they feel to add effects and, and different things. What do you recommend them to do, Debbie? Okay. I, I gave that some thought. And, and you know, first of all, I, I want to say that uh, some of the most beautiful words ever sung are without any effects. That's actually uh, an effect in itself to uh, uh, hear uh, that uh, a, a, a pure voice at times. Uh, although I am very much aware uh, of, you know, our our world is constantly changing. Um, and if you prefer to have effects and you don't have a lot of money to work with, and this is one of the first projects that you've uh, kind of jumped into, then, you know, we have... Uh, you know, with computer technology today, and if you have someone that is kind of savvy on the computer, uh, there are many programs that you can download, or if you are, um, you know, don't uh, have a lot of funds, uh, there are some things that you can buy that aren't, you know, very expensive. Uh, that, like I said, you can add uh, to. Uh, uh, your song, some effects just straight from the computer. There are, uh, of course, it's it's not the same exactly as in the studio, but nonetheless, that doesn't make it non-effective. I mean, it can be if it's your first single and you just want to get it out there to begin with. That doesn't mean that it has to be, you know, low grade, so to speak, because of our technology today. You can get a lot of great sounds. Uh, just from home technology. Um, I 
wrote a song, a gospel song called it's called The Knock and it's a cappella. It has no music at all in it. It's just my voice and uh at the end the only thing you hear is a knock. <laughs> like someone's knocking on the door. Uh uh-huh. but then then there are uh, you know a couple songs that I wanted to have something different in. But I would suggest that if you do want effects, that you can absolutely, uh, if you have a computer, and if you don't, uh, a friend, uh, uh, get someone that's computer savvy, and I'm sure that they could help you with that. That's great. Thank you, Ned. They appreciate that. If it was Mm -hmm. a breath of fresh air, they were saying it halfway through what you were saying, so that that's huge because I can tell them that all day, but I'm not in the music industry. I am in business, <laughs> and I know that small business owners come in all shapes and sizes. However, it comes from someone uh, with your reputation uh, and the awards and all that, so they, they really appreciate that, so thank you so much. We do have two of your songs that um, I do have on the playlist here, and you can introduce whichever one you want us to hear first and tell us the story, of course, that's behind it. Well, Waiting Hard Away uh, is a it's a secular song. Both of the songs that you picked are, are secular songs today. Uh, they are both, uh, I call them life songs. Uh, they may seem sad at times, although I do write a lot of positive uh, secular songs. Um, one, uh, Waiting Hard Away, like I said, I wrote years ago and decided to, to record it. Uh, it's more of a, I think, uh, uh, early, I don't know, 80s, 80s uh, late 80s uh, pop, poppy sound. Some people describe it as that. The uh, other song, um, uh, When the Grass Grows Over Me, was a song that was a huge, uh, gigantic hit by the late George Jones, country uh, artist. And uh, he died not too awful long ago and. uh Strangely, I recorded this song before he passed away. I'd always wanted to do one of his songs. And um, it is a, it's kind of a sad song, this one is. But um, I wrote a, a rendition. Of, I added a segment in it that I wrote myself. And I, also, I had to get permission to do that. And uh, also send them the scratch vocal of it to see if... Uh, you know, they thought it was okay to uh, record it as such, and I got uh, got two thumbs up, which was really good. Um, and I was just so honored um, that uh, Glad Publishing um, out of uh, Texas, I believe, allowed me to uh, record this song. And uh, so far the reviews have been very good, and I'm just so, so appreciated, uh, appreciative of that. Um Simply because, uh, you know, trying to uh, sing a song and put your own spin on it uh, from such a, a great artist as uh, George Jones was uh, kind of daunting at first, but it was something I really wanted to do. So there we are. All right. Well, go ahead and introduce Waiting Hard Away, and we're going to play that. All right. This is Waiting Hard Away, and... It's a song that I wrote. It's a, it's kind of a love song. Um, we're a gal. She uh, basically, she decides not to cross over that line because she's got a family and so on and so forth. And uh, But she just has a waiting heart. But she doesn't cross the line. <laughs> Unless right, the well, time would be right to do it. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for staying tuned. This needs to be said. That was Debbie Wilson with Waiting Heart Away. That was awesome. And I actually did not listen to that before the show, Miss Wilson, so I had not well, known to fall you. in love with that song before uh, we played it on today. And I usually reserve my first listen to your music, any guest music, so I can get the first response just like the audience gets it. So, um, wow. Now, my next question Thank is, you. can I keep this song on my playlist because I play music throughout my shows throughout the month, if it's all right with you? Wow, what a great honor that you would ask me that. Thank you, of course. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. I want to ask you a couple of uh, more questions before I let you go, and they're more geared towards the business of what you do in the music industry. What tips yes. do you give someone that's new in business that they need to consider about music? Because a lot of different industries, we we love our craft. We love what we do. And we fail to pay attention to the business side, which gets us in trouble a lot of times. So when I do shows like this, the business roundtable discussion once a month, I bring in people from different industries to talk business. Talk about what you do, your craft, and how people can get in touch with you, but give us some business information too. So what tips do you have for those in the music industry? In the music industry, if you are a singer and a songwriter or or, or, uh, instrumentalist, uh, the first thing, you've got to get out there in the public and do it. You've got to get out there. You know, we can sit around the table and we can jam all night. And I love doing that. I, I'm one of these people, I can I can sit and play all night long. All Everything from the Eagles to uh, Loretta. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and uh, my own songs in the middle of all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the, but the thing of it is, I was waiting on the butt. Pardon? Uh huh. I was waiting on the business. I could do all of that, but <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's great to do that, but you uh, on the business side of it, you've got to let the public hear you. And uh, for someone that's just starting out uh, in in uh, in gospel music or or uh, secular music, and of course, I want to gear toward more of the cleaner side of secular. Uh, simply because of uh, my Christianity, uh, but you still got to get out there. And uh, if if you're gearing more uh, toward the gospel side, you know you've got to get out to your uh, local churches, and and then let your your circle uh, begin to grow. And more and more people that hear you, the more and more you're going to be asked to sing or write uh, songwriting. Uh, a great uh, uh, a way to get your songs heard if you're a songwriter and maybe you don't sing uh, is to do songwriting workshops uh, and networking. And say I that again. That say, network- don't go back before networking. Uh-uh. What did you say before networking? Yeah, I need song, you to repeat that. Song, uh, songwriting workshops. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Songwriting work. If you're a songwriter, songwriting workshops are a, a great way to uh, uh, help you in your songwriting and also to meet people in the industry. Um, you know, uh, you you shouldn't have, and, and don't be paying to have your songs. Uh, you know, somebody says, well, uh, if you'll pay us so much money to have this, uh, we'll get this song uh, sent to someone, you know, uh, 
in this industry, you've got to be careful, regardless, of, even if it's in gospel music. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you've got to be careful about that. Um, Can I interrupt you with another pay kind of question, Do um, with someone who's trying to grow their audience? When do you start expecting to be paid? Because a lot of people there, again, let me reiterate, I do radio. That is my passion. I love to teach. I love to facilitate teaching. I'm not in the music industry. So with that being said, I've heard a lot of people in the music industry saying, well, I'm not going if I'm not getting paid. And I know that the person is virtually invisible in the scheme of things. So Mm -hmm. maybe I've said something that I should not have, and we can clear the air today. When should someone in the music industry think about being paid to perform, especially when they're new? One of the first times a person ever gets paid, if you're just starting, is through tips. That is exact. That's usually your first way of being paid is through tips. Um, you know, when you're first starting and you are, and, and I and I'm speaking to those who are just starting out. Um, you know, you've got to. Some people feel like, well, that's beneath me to put a, a tip jar out there. Well, you know, tips are uh, very <laughs> out there these days. People tip waitresses, hostesses, so on and so forth. Um, They tip car wash attendants and so on, you know, so why not music? So that is how, be honest with you, artists, that's the first time usually they get paid is through tips. That's a very big thing even in Nashville. Many, many of the musicians and bands play just because of the honor of being able to play somewhere in Nashville they have tip jars, and that's how they do it. Now, uh-huh. um, um, I mean that—that's and some people get a lot of tips. <laughs> uh-huh, and uh-huh. then after that, uh, you know, weddings, uh, uh, you know, receptions, and so on and so forth. And you've got to make you a business card, um, and you can and be negotiable. Because some people, you know, they have a, they have an allotment of funds that they can only use, um, you know. Uh, but a social events and have business cards out there, um, you know. Uh, check into festival promoters that you know there are various uh, festivals, and also your state parks, especially if you have children and you want to be able to take your children. Uh, or uh, maybe older family members and so on and so forth. Uh, state parks is another uh, way. You get in touch with a state park director, um, you know, and sometimes you may need to audition. Uh, these these places, they may not pay much to start out with, but it's a start, and that's the first thing you've got to do is start. <laughs> All right. Thank you for, um, for saying that. I didn't mean to, but I was like, this is a good time to jump in with that getting paid question. You were given oh, a couple fine. of more tips. <laughs> you were given a couple of more tips there uh, for the person that's in the music industry as we talk about business. And maybe give like two more tips because then I want to know, I want you to give people how they can get in touch with you outside of this needs to be said and we need to play your other song. Got lots to do. Okay. You can get in touch with me um, through um, – my uh, website or my Facebook, uh, DebbieWilsonMusic.com. Um, also on there, uh, uh, you can call also my, my manager, uh, which is number is uh, 
859-398-5994. Also, you can email me at D as in Debbie, L, P as in Paul, W as in Wilson, music, the word music, M-U-S-I-C, at yahoo.com. And, uh, you know, I'm on iTunes. Uh, check that out. But uh, on my Facebook, official Facebook page, um, uh, you know, there's contact in- information there. And, again, you can call my manager, 859-398-5994. And my email, again, is D-L-P-W-M-U-S-I-C at yahoo.com. All right. All right. You got one or two more tips you want to give before we introduce your other song? Yes. And remember, as far as getting paid goes, if you've moved on along and you're not just in the beginning stage, uh, one of the things that you do have to do is you have to sometimes, sometimes you need a partner, uh, a booking agent, uh, someone that believes in you. Um, you, you should have someone as you go along after you've gotten out of your beginning stages. Have a manager, a, someone that you can trust. Um, that's not always easy. Sometimes you have to go through a couple. <laughs> and, uh. Uh, but, but someone that you can trust that can toot your horn uh, and that has a skill uh, that, uh, that knows how to communicate and people that are knowledgeable in the music industry. So um, that, that's one of the things I would recommend, of course. All right. Then your last song, go ahead and introduce that one, and then we're going to play that. And this is a true, it. yes, this is a true country classic, uh, traditional country. This is not contemporary country, but I did want to put my own soulful flair on there. Um, part of it, I wrote a rendition in it, a speaking uh, uh, part in the to suit me a little bit better. Um, And uh, this song was a giant hit by the late, great George Jones. All right, Miss, When the Grass Grows Over Me. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you. 
got to get over this and get on with your life. I know that they're right. Thing is, I wonder just how long it's going to take to get over you. getting ready to get out of here. That was Debbie Wilson. And you guys know by now I love all genres of music and that I know I have a friend right now who loves country music that is enjoying that song. And I want to let him know that we will be playing her music throughout the month, throughout the shows that I do. You guys know I'm on Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But we're getting ready to get out of here. Have a wonderful weekend, wonderful weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday. Happy Father's Day to all of the fathers. And I'm going to say this, and to the single moms, happy Father's Day to you as well. Until next week. There will never be a point in your time in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing. If you're waiting for that perfect, perfect moment, that perfect timing, it's not going to happen. You know what you have to do? You have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation. That a lot of people become comfortable. They stop growing, they stop wanting anything, they, they become satisfied. People getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like, jobs that are making them sick. You see, when you're not pursuing your goal, you are literally committing spiritual suicide. When you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for, that takes you out of your comfort zone, you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have. When the messenger of misery visits you, what are you going to do? What will keep you in the game? There are things that you think you'll never need to know, that you may only need to know one time in your life, but that could save your life because you had that knowledge. Unless you attempt to do something beyond that which you've already mastered, you will never grow. What is it that you looked at at some point in time and you decided that you couldn't do it, that you talked yourself out of it? You're waiting on your next door neighbor to make it happen for you. It may not happen. If you're waiting on your mother or your father, they may be so ancient in their thinking that they don't understand this opportunity that you have. And if you're waiting on them, it may never get done. You don't beg average people to be phenomenal. You don't beg good people to be phenomenal. You just are phenomenal and you will attract phenomenal. 
What reason can you remember that you can call on, that you can reach on, that can make you get back up? Find that reason. If you're not where you are, if you're not where you want to be, if you don't have what you want, want to have, if you're not where you think you should be at this particular place, it has nothing to do with the system, but it has everything to do with the fact that you're not making the sacrifice. I want you to make that dream become a reality because if you don't, you will be working for somebody else to make their dreams become a reality. Everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for. Most people take their greatness, take their ideas to the graveyard with them. Listen to me, if it was easy, everybody would do it. There are people right now who are working who don't want to work. There are people who hate their job, but they keep getting up to do it. The wealthiest place on the planet is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard we will find inventions that we never ever were exposed to. Ideas, dreams that never became reality. Hopes and aspirations that were never acted upon. The question is, what are you going to do with your time? What drives you? Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day, workout after workout, obedience after obedience, day after day. When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of that can keep you strong? You will never ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I, I challenge you to push yourself. See, it's easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week don't count. Today, today is the only important day. There are 86,400 seconds in a day, and how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today, and what you do today is going to see me who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week. that the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. You have this opportunity of a lifetime. It means absolutely nothing if you don't take advantage of it in the lifetime of this opportunity. I got a saying that when life knocks you down, try and land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it to work day and night for, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep for. If all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it. See, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams, yes to your unfolding future, yes to your potential, as opposed to saying no. When you die, die on eat. Leave no dream left behind, God. Leave no opportunity left behind. When you leave this earth, accomplish every single thing you can accomplish.
listen to me, you're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, guys, you got to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Special thanks to our sponsors, Restoration Ministries, Church of God in Christ, where they're restoring the world through God's Word. They're located at 1204 Commercial Avenue, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28205. Men of Action with LaShawn Huntley, promoting social change one man at a time. They are located at Men of Action, .web.officelive.com Therapeutic Concepts, Inc. with Asha Sims. They can be found at www.tconceptsinc.org Center for Sexual Health and Education with Dr. Willahan. A Lifetime of Great Sex. They can be found at www.bestsexualadvice.com Thank you to everyone who supports us by logging into the chat room, hanging out with us on the phone lines, and just logging in and listening online, period. Be sure to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash this needs to be said. Tell someone about the great show you just heard. Heck, if you thought it sucked, tell them anyway. Either way, tell them to tune in and share their opinion with us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email is let's talk at this needs to be said.com. There is an elephant in the room, and hey, we're going to talk about it. You were thinking it? We're going to talk about it. Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day. <laughs>